I am a firm believer in a bucket list because uh, you have things to look forward to. And, you know, when somebody says to me, well, I don't know what I want to do. And I'm like, well, yes, you do. You just got to think about it. I mean, there's you can't go through life. I don't feel like you can go through life without having goals or without having things that you want to do. So even at my age, I want to go to, I like to cook, so I want to go to culinary school. Welcome to Zestful Aging, where I interview inspiring and influential guests who are making their mark on the world and contributing to the common good. Making your mark big or small is creating a legacy, and it's one of the proven ways we can age with energy and joy. Zestful Aging Podcast is my legacy. I'm your host, Nicole Christina, psychotherapist and fellow Zestful Ager. Our music is courtesy of Judy Banker. Find out more at judybanker.com. And to find out more about this podcast, my web courses, and other offerings, hop on over to zestfulaging.com. And while you're there, sign up for my monthly email newsletter, The Zest, and you will get behind the scenes looks at my interviews and other fun tidbits. I know that everyone is feeling really stressed and anxious right now. We're all unsettled and feel out of control. So I created a free download for you for maintaining mental health based on my 30 years as a psychotherapist. Um, Just go to zestfulaging.com and it is all yours. Well, as always, I've got my little Jack Russell Sparky right beside me. So let's begin. We have a great interview for you today. And I was thinking about our interview and I thought, boy, what a perfect time to have some levity. I am delighted to have a guest today that is a true zestful ager. Jean Ketchum is the founder of Aging But Dangerous, a movement focused on healthy aging and living dangerously through fun, spirit, and style. After retiring, Jean discovered that the 55 and older women were not living up to their true potential. Their their social circles were shrinking and their lifestyles were becoming less stimulating, less adventurous, and dare I say it, a little boring. Jean began began organizing meetings where older women could connect and share experiences, insights, and strategies to help them enrich and enliven their lives. She brought in speakers on a wide variety of topics to empower women to take control of the aging process. She also has held special events like 55 and over fashion shows, skydiving outings, and the infamous colonoscopy party. Welcome to the show, Jean. Oh, thank you, Nicole. Thank you for that intro. Oh my goodness. I just know we're going to have fun today. I mean, who wouldn't have fun talking about colonoscopies, right? (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Have you always been a risk taker? Do you know I have? I've I've always had my own business and um, yes, I've always been, (laughs) I have always been a risk taker. Uh Aha. And so what was it like you, as you were aging, you found that some of your friends were getting a little 
uh, their lives were becoming more predictable? Or how did this kind of occur to you that you needed to start organizing women and, and helping them uh, bring some stimulation into their lives? Well, we I started this with a good friend of mine, and then uh, she got out of it like about five years ago, But and I kept on with it. But anyway, uh, Suzanne and I, I started it when I was 69, I'm mm-hmm. now 80, I'm now 81, but I, um, and she was eight years younger, but we always had a lot of young friends and we just noticed that these women, and back then, Nicole, uh, this is like 12 years ago, that, that woman in their fifties was so different than they are today. I think today they're really getting out there more, but they were just traumatized about this whole aging process. Uh-huh. And I have never really thought about age that much. I really haven't. And I, my dad lived to be 105 and he just never ever talked about getting old. He never, he was so positive. So I've just never really thought about it that much. But these women were just going in the closet. They were just mm. really upset about getting older. So mm. Suzanne and I, I was a skydive, I skydived and when I was 60. And so Suzanne said, you know, it's like, we got to do a skydiving thing. We started this because we wanted to get them out there. And our first big event was a skydiving event. We had 107 (gasps) women from the age of 50 to 80 jumping out of an airplane, Nicole, all day long. I mean, it was incredible. And first timers? First timers. And, and the one thing I say about skydiving, I'm, I've done it quite a few times, is that that first time is the scariest. But after that, it just keeps getting better. But so we have that every year. We call it our martini jump skydive. I happen to, <laughs> I happen to be a martini drinker, so we, uh-huh. named, it, we named it is after that. that. Is, I don't know. Is that a great combination, martinis well, and skydiving? <laughs> well, you know what? It's funny because women would say, can I have that martini before I go up in the plane? We're like, no. No, no, that would not be a good idea. You want to pull your ripcord properly. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, no. Yeah, you would get very sick. But Oh, uh, my goodness. But yes, I mean, and so we started out that way, and it just kept growing and growing, and women... You know, and then we had this our big fashion show, and we had like five over five hundred people there. And the name of the fashion show was "Dispelling the Myths of Fashion." And we mm. wanted to show women that you know you did not just because you were getting older, you did not have to wear you know your skirt at a certain length. You did not have to wear you know a certain thing. You could wear anything that you wanted to. I mean, it's, it had nothing to do with age. So my favorite story is that my daughter at the time was like 40 and she came in for the show and we're sitting there and we had this woman who was kind of our mascot she was 80 at the time patty and she was a a competitive ballroom dancer and she didn't start doing that nicole till she turned 70 and mm-hmm. she traveled all around you know just like dancing with the stars she was like competitive she walked out on that runway and she had these tight jeans on and this old t-shirt and this cute jacket and my daughter's sitting there and she says, Mother, I cannot believe that I want that outfit that an 80-year-old woman is wearing. <laughs> and I'm like, see, I told you it has nothing to do with age, you know. And it's, you know, I keep going back to, we had a casting call for these women and we just took them off the street. I mean, I said, I don't care how big 
tall you are, how short you are, how you look. I want you to have attitude. And I, mm-hmm. you walk down that runway and you have attitude and they had attitude. So, of course, that's the one thing I really believe in is, you know, you got to have Being sassy. Sassy. Yeah. You got to have it. Yeah. What have you noticed after, for example, after your uh, skydiving party, what did you notice about the women who had, who had done this with you? Oh my gosh, Nicole, that is just such a good question because we noticed we got emails from all kinds of women. I mean, it was, have you ever skydived? I have not. My brother does it quite a bit. Okay. Well, it, when you, you know, you're up like, I, I forget, 13,000, 15,000 uh, feet. Mm-hmm. Once you jump out of an airplane that high and you, and then you walk off that, that drop zone, you feel like you can conquer the world because oh. it is such a great feeling. And so this one woman went home and she sent us an email and she said, that was so great. I went home, I divorced my husband, and I started my own business. <laughs> and we're like, no, it no, has no. to come with a disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, we don't want we don't want things like that to happen. But you know, they did. They got so you know, this one woman had oh, what's that thing where you can't she couldn't drive down the highway to take her son to baseball practice. That oh, not O C D. What is that? I don't know, mm-hmm. whatever that is, you know, where you have a hard time leaving your house. Yeah, agoraphobia. Yeah, something. So she could not do that. After she mm-hmm. she made herself skydive, after she did that, she was able to get in the car and drive her son mm-hmm. to baseball mm-hmm. practice. Now it's a turning point for some of your folks. Very turning. And I'll tell you, I it's easy for me because I'm not afraid of heights. So I can jump out of that airport. It's not a big deal. But all most of the, I would say 99% of these people did it that are scared to death of heights. Mm-hmm. And so that is amazing. But yes, we had all kinds of positive emails from people and what it did for their um, psyche and what it did for their, you know, making them feel like they could conquer the world. I mean, it's a How great feeling. How is that for you to get that feedback, Jean? Well, it's a great feeling. You know, I mean, we had the same, we had the same feedback on women that walked down that runway that did modeling. I mean, mm-hmm. one woman's, her husband was a, abusive and, and she was having a terrible time and she put on those clothes and she walked down that runway and people were clapping and yelling mm-hmm. and cheering and it gave her all kinds of confidence. It was, it's just, yes, it's great feedback. I mean, you, it makes me feel very good. Yes. Mm-hmm. So how do you choose the events for for your your women and the people that you want to enliven or help enliven? Well, right now, of course, as you know, we can't do mm-hmm. that much. We're trying to do everything online, but uh, we just, you know, you mentioned our colonoscopy party. That was, and everybody laughs about that, and it is funny, but it was very serious too because we wanted to really make a point with that colonoscopy party. But we rented a hotel room downtown Minneapolis and a couple of rooms or a few rooms for these people that signed up. We had huge amount of support in that and a big party the night before. And then we had a limo coming the, the next morning, and we went with them to their uh, to their oh, appointments. Now, this one woman, brilliant. Nicole, we we changed her, we saved her life. Her mother had died of colon cancer, and she mm. was scared to death to go get a, a, a colonoscopy. And so she went 
We held her hand, and she did have cancerous polyps. Oh, my goodness. So, yes. So to It's answer not your, all just fun and, and silliness. Some of this is really serious. Very, yeah, very serious. So I just, you know, to answer your question, we just would have, a, we did, you know, we had a big deal with some, with, had doctors come and, talk, you know, the theme of that was, um, um, Oh gosh, I just now forgot the theme. Uh, under the sheets at, at fifty or something. It's like <laughs> anyway, it was all on sex and everything after fifty, and you know what uh-huh. happens. And then you know we did stuff on urinary incontinence and uh, nutrition. You know, sex toys, all kinds of stuff like that. So you uh-huh. just, we just uh-huh. come up with stuff, and we had you know really big turnouts. Women really want to hear. I really a believer in education and educating women as they get older. Uh, and uh, let them kind of know, you know, what to expect and what's down the road and how to be positive about it. Mm-hmm. I see. I see. So is this what you have done mostly in your retirement is really taken this project on and find different ways and projects and parties and outings for women? Is that sort of the thrust of what you've been doing with your own time? Yes. Yes, it is. Because, I mean, I've always been that way all my life. I've worked with women. I'm a real woman's woman. And I I had a clothing store in St. Louis, uh, Missouri. I worked with women a lot. And then I was in the repping business here in Minneapolis, and I called on, I did that for 18 years, called on young designers and, um, and architects, commercial fabric. And, and then, so I've always been around women. I've always wanted to help women. And so I, it's just always kind of been in my, you know, DNA or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, mm-hmm. so I've always wanted to do that. And I, I never thought that much about it when I started doing this, except I have had women say to me, oh my gosh, thank you for doing this. You know, thank you for getting us together and for, you know, leaving this legacy. And I never really thought about it, but you know, I do these live videos on our Facebook page. I do mm-hmm. them on Monday morning, um, getting ready to do one after this call and coffee with Jean. And then on Friday, you know, cocktails with Jean on aging, but dangerous Facebook. Uh, and I can't tell you, Nicole, how the women I hear from, from all over the world mm-hmm. that say, you know, it's, Oh my gosh, this is so great. And they're only like seven or eight minutes long. They're not very long. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like sitting down with a cup of coffee, you know, with a good friend and thank you for helping me or thank you for, you know, getting me through the day or whatever. And I see you're really important to them. Well, I'm sure you are too. I know I know you are. <laughs> so, you know, but yes, I am. And mm-hmm. I think what I think is exciting is at the age of 81, people listen to me. <laughs> I'm well, not, you, I'm you not, have a lot of experience. I have had, and I have a lot. I always call it my two cents worth. You know, my daughter uh-huh. used to say, Mother, you give people advice whether they ask for it or not. And I said, <laughs> I know, but they can take it or leave it. I don't care, but I got to give the advice. I mm. mean, I, I, uh, yeah, it's just, it's funny. I do have a lot of stories, and I do have a lot of, I mean, I could just talk and talk and talk about things and, you know, things I've been through and, all this stuff. So, hi there. Spring has 
definitely sprung, and I'm seeing little purple crocuses popping up in my neighborhood. And to celebrate the season, I'm taking $20 off of my popular Zestful Aging web course. You will learn the tried and true ways to add zest and vitality to your life, and it comes with a booklet I made just for the course. It's all based on science and my 30 years as a psychotherapist. So hop on over to ZestfulAging.com for more information and use the code SPRING2021. You will get $20 off the course and it is going to be a great way to start the season. Now back to the show. And talk a little bit, if you would, Jean, about resilience, because you don't get to be a grown-up, and certainly not 81, without having life be uh, unkind, unfriendly at times. Can you talk a little bit about uh, an example of things that you might have had to overcome and how you do it um, with this attitude of yours? (laughs) Well, I, I I think, and I'm always asked that, um, and I think a lot of it came from my dad. And and I have to tell you a quick story of, about him. Like we had this boat on the lake up here in, in um, Minneapolis, and Daddy loved to go on that boat. And in his nineties, he was even still coming up here. And so the night he wanted to go out so bad, and the night before we had a, a weather report, and the weatherman said eighty percent chance of rain tomorrow. And I said, Daddy, I don't think we're going to be able to go. It's eighty percent chance of rain. He looked at me and kind of winked, and he said, well, let's concentrate on that 20%. Mm. And I'll be darned, Nicole, you know, wake up the next morning, the sky's blue, the sun's shining, and we went out on the boat. So I was sort of raised with that, but I know one, I I did, I have had cancer, I've had a, you know, operation with a tumor that was growing back to the brain, and all kinds, I have had stuff like that happen, and I just, I don't know, I just am very, very positive person and I know when I had I had cancer I was checking in at you know in the office and I must have said something about um well first of all when I found out I had cancer I said to my doctor I'm not you know I've got a vacation to take I'm going to go on that vacation and she said yeah and she I've got stuff to do people to see and she said well all I there's a long pause all I can tell you is you do have cancer and it's growing inside of you so when she said that I thought well I better get in there but the woman that checked me in I must have said something because she said you're going to be just fine and I said I am and she said yes you know why and I said, why? And she said, because of your attitude. So I guess it's that I've always kind of had that and I haven't been that conscious about it. Um, I've been, it's not like I have to work at it that hard, but Nicole, I am very healthy. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I think when you're healthy, it's easier to have this attitude. And yeah. Be yes. I think that's a fair point. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you I, particular things that, uh, reinforce your health or do you have particular idea or practices that keep you healthy? Not really. <laughs> my dad, I think I just got some good genes. You know, my mm-hmm. dad did not eat right. My dad didn't eat vegetables, didn't drink water, <laughs> didn't eat, had a high fat, high sugar diet, never gained weight and lived to be 105. Very, oh health, very healthy. Now I don't do that, but I do, right. I try to work on it, but I don't, 
I don't. You know. don't get crazy about well, it. Yeah, I mean, I don't take vitamins. I just try to mm-hmm. eat healthy, and I do get mm-hmm. up at five thirty every morning and walk a mile. And mm-hmm. I have worked out, you know, with weights. I need to get back to some weights, and I do do kettlebells. Mm-hmm. So, you know, things like that, but I can't really, I hope I'm lucky like he is, you know, because somebody said to me the other day, they said, you know, oh my gosh, you've got 24 years left. And I said, I do. And they said, yeah, you know, if your dad lived to be 105 and I'm like, oh yeah, I do have 24. Quarter of your life left. I know. And I got all kinds of things I want to do. I have a bucket list like you wouldn't believe. Well, but tell me about your bucket list. Well, I am the firm believer in a bucket list because uh, you have things things to look forward to. And, you know, when somebody says to me, well, I don't know what I want to do. And I'm like, well, yes, you do. You just got to think about it. I mean, there's, you can't go through life. I don't feel like you can go through life without having goals or without having things that you want to do. So even at my age, I want to go to, I like to cook. So I want to go to culinary school. Uh, And it's out, there's one out in California that you can go to, you know, just for a couple of weeks to learn certain things. Oh my gosh, that sounds so fun. I know, doesn't it? And then, Mm -hmm. you know, I want to go, I want to go and learn about, um, uh, makeup, you know, I, it's so interesting as you get older and you get all these little wrinkles and it's so interesting, Nicole, how, how to put on makeup. I do a lot of, I watch a lot of tutorials and everything because I'm fascinated with that. Hmm. And, you know, it's like, all right, when you get these wrinkles, you got to learn how to deal with them and how to put on the eyeshadow and how to get, in, you know, without it. It's just very interesting. It's, I think. This is science, isn't it? It is. And yeah. I'm like, there's a place down here in Minneapolis, one of the beauty schools where you can go just for the day and, you know, learn how to do the makeup. So I'm pretty good at my makeup, but I still would like to keep learning. I got one of those mirrors where it like magnifies 10 oh, times. Oh, dear. Oh dear! No, it's <laughs> that's very. Always a, that's always a bit surprising, isn't no, it? No, <laughs> it's very exciting. I mean, I'm not kidding you. I looked in that mirror and I thought, "Oh my gosh, this is just great! I love this." And you know, I mean, it's just like when I I had okay a year ago at the age of eighty, I had cataract surgery. Now, I always had to wear uh, contact. I wore glasses, and then I switched to contacts. And then when I got older, the contacts were too dry, so I had to go back to glasses. I had cataract surgery. I didn't pay for extra lens or anything, but I happened to have the kind of eyes that I got 20-20 vision. I'm not at the age of 80. Now, if that isn't something to look forward to, I keep saying, you know, as you age, there's all kinds of things to look forward to. Uh And I looked at my hands and I saw these age spots and I thought, oh, my gosh, that is really cool. (laughs) I'm not (laughs) kidding you. I'm like, oh, I think that's cool. Same thing with the magnifying mirror. It's just really kind of cool Uh to see things up close and see, you know, how to work with what's growing and (laughs) all kinds of interesting shapes. Right. Well, I'm just learning how to how to work with your face as it's Mm. aging. I mean, and Mm. and believe me, I am. I mean, if you want to do Botox or you want to do I have a good friend that does Botox all the time and more power to her. She looks fabulous. And Mm -hmm. uh, so I am a believer in all that. I just haven't done it. But um, Mm. but I do you know, whatever you want to do. And, and I just think you have to do it because to, you know, not because you want to impress somebody, but just because you want to do it for yourself. You know, I'm such Mm -hmm. a believer in that. You got to do things for yourself and not for someone else. I've been married Mm -hmm. for 58 years to, to my soulmate. 
and you know right out of college and I don't do I don't do anything for him I do it for me I mean you know if he doesn't like my hair then too bad if he doesn't like what you know it's kind of like no 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 I'm not going there you know you can't do that so anyway back to my bucket list I have all kinds of things on there you know I want to hang glide of course I want to keep skydiving my dad skydived with me when he was 91 so I figure Mm -hmm. I can keep Mm -hmm. doing that and um so you know just things that are just fun and are stimulating and they're, you know, want to go to, you know, um, retreats and, you know, meditation retreats and mm-hmm. thing. And I do really believe in meditation, by the way, to keep mm-hmm. you going and to search, you know, within. Um, so I just think the bucket list is so important in, you know, even just not big things, Nicole, but even just small things, mm-hmm. you know, small things that you want to, okay, you know, I want to be able to try something new. Yeah. Or I want to be able to walk, you know, when I was 60, I did a 5k. I'd never run before in my whole life. And I, I couldn't believe it. Now that to me was, I learned more from that than I ever learned from skydiving or anything else that I've done. And I'm more proud of that than anything. Really? Why? Why so? Well, because well, first of all, I've got asthma, and I always I've always worked out with trainers off and on all my life, and they I always wanted to be able to run. I'd see somebody running, and I think, oh my gosh, that looks like so much fun. You know, you just mm-hmm. run, run, and they'd say to me, no, you don't have the body build. You're short. You're stocky because I do. I am five two, and I'm stocky, but. Um, so I never did it. So when I turned 60, I hired this trainer or tired. Yeah. This personal trainer. And I said, I just want to be able to run a mile by the time I'm 60, just a mile. And she said, okay. So we did. I it took me probably six months to be able to run that mile. Mm-hmm. And so then she said, go home. I want you to put on your refrigerator 5k. And I said, what does that mean? She said, that's a 3.2 <laughs> mile. I said, there's ah. no way I can do that. And she said, yes, you can. If you can run a mile, you can run three miles. So, Nicole, I did, and I'm telling you what I learned. I learned that whole mind over matter thing. Mm-hmm. My body, and this was hills and everything, and I hired her to, to run with me, and she told me jokes and everything along the way. But the one thing I learned, my body, I thought, my body cannot do this. I cannot go up that hill. I cannot run mm-hmm. anymore. I have to stop. I have to stop. And, you know, my mind kept saying, no, no, you can mm-hmm. do it. You can do it. Yeah, and I kept thinking my body couldn't do it, but my mind kept saying yes, and I did it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was so impressed with that. Oh my gosh, that sounds so lovely. I think, you know, you're pointing to this idea of challenging yourself, even if it's a silly little it doesn't have to be a 5K. I mean, it can be like, oh, I've never decorated cookies before. Let me learn about it. It can be small and and you may never do it again. But I think the idea of like, whoo, that sounds kind of interesting. And what's the, what's the harm? You know, it's not a major investment. And um, but it stimulates your brain and and brings energy and joy. Yes. Yes, it does. And it, it's just, it's so important. And that's why when we started this, you know, it was just so important to get women out there doing uh, things and communicating and sharing as you're aging and as you're getting older, 
Uh, you've got to share with your friends. My daughter's 53 and she's getting ready to go through, starting to go through menopause. And she said her friends are, are not talking about it. And I said, Michelle, they've got, you've got to start talking about it and sharing it, you know, mm-hmm. sharing with each other what you're going through. I mean, my menopause was horrible and, mm. and I couldn't take medication or anything. But, you know, and of course, back then they really weren't talking about it. Mm-hmm. And my mother wasn't alive. So, but anyway, so it, it, you've, we've got to share. We've got, and that's, I'm such a believer mm-hmm. in that. Share with that each community. other. community. Yeah, mm-hmm. that whole. And now there are podcasts that talk a lot about menopause. Um, and, you know, there's a whole uh, opportunity now for women to learn. Yes. Uh, everything. Yes, there is mm-hmm. a huge, mm-hmm. yes, a huge opportunity. How has COVID impacted uh, some of your work? Well, it's, we are, we have a new staff at, at Aging But Dangerous, and so there, we're coming up with a lot of things, but um, it's definitely impacted. You know, we've got a pretty huge um, community of people. We have about 130,000 followers on Facebook that communicate with us an awful lot. And then we have a private group um, Facebook page. And then uh, we're starting a membership um, program that is going to entail a lot. It's developing uh, with you know a lot of really high-powered speakers and high-powered you know we're, what we're and then we do the Zoom calls with people to get to know. We have a good friend over in London. We have you know people from the UK. We have people in Australia, and they really want to talk to each other and they want to mm-hmm. see each other and they want to meet and so we're really trying to do that and and get that um going and just uh, and then i have my live videos you know on facebook which is fun uh to do but i sounds like you're making the best of it but it's it's not quite what you would prefer right right i mean we just still really want to we had chat we had chapters before we still want to get the chapters back and and get people together because of course that's what they miss they miss seeing each other and you know being together so it's hard for all of us i'm sure it is for you too you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's really changed things um that is for sure although with the podcast you know you can um go travel the world and not leave your office right and it's so fun i mean i i agree with you what a joy to to talk to people uh, all over the world. The only glitch for me is when they're like in New, Ze- New Zealand, I'm like, oh, what's this time change? It's tomorrow. It's 11 and a half out. Like my brain has a really hard time with it's it today for me and tomorrow for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know it. Isn't that the truth? Yeah, it's that's hard. So strange. So uh, Jean, tell Tell our listeners uh, where they can learn more about you and your energy and and all the fun you're having. Well, they can go to our website, agingbutdangerous.com, and, okay. and everything's on that. You know, we're still developing that, too. I mean, we've had a mm-hmm. change a little bit in that. but uh, And then our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And... Um, same tag is it yes aging but dangerous, aging but dangerous. Okay, yes perfect. yeah 
And, you know, back to that whole, I'd like to tell you this, back to that whole dangerous thing. It's like everybody says, you know, well, do I have to jump out of an airplane, you know, because I'm, <laughs> you know, if I want to be part of ABD and no, no, no. You don't have to it's not a hazing. Yeah. It's not a, yeah. yeah, it's not a gang. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so don't get hung up on the dangerous part, but, I um, see. but yes, we would love to have people look us up and, and sign up for our newsletter, uh, and, you know, go to our website and sign up for our newsletter. Uh, and join right. us on our pri- private group page too. So, and I love the name because it's exactly what you're. You know, you're talking about being a little edgy. Yes. You're not saying, "Oh, we're gracefully aging." You're kind of like saying, "We're not looking for grace. We're looking for fun." Exactly. And I I think it really fits what you do, and I I love it. It sets you apart from some of the other ones that are a little baby more vanilla yeah. you're like you're like a, a mint chocolate chip <laughs> uh, well yeah i mean the other day the other day well i don't know if i can say this on your show or not the other day i was talking about vibrators and i'm like <laughs> you know i mean it's an important subject so yeah for sure for sure gene thank you for sharing your energy and your uh, just your lust for life. It's just the the thing we need to hear right now. And what a, it's like ta- having a glass of water in the desert talking to you. And I really appreciate all you're bringing. Um, such a pleasure to speak with you today. Well, thank you, Nicole. You too. I've really enjoyed meeting you. Thank you so much for joining us on Zestful Aging. If you like the podcast, please share it with some of your friends. I love to hear from my listeners. Send me an email at NicoleChristina.com. It's no secret that everyone's feeling pretty restless and unsettled right now. Our lives are upside down and the future is feeling pretty uncertain. But if you're anything like me, organizing my stuff can help me feel a little calmer. It's something I can do to help me feel a little more in control and in charge of my own life. If you think decluttering could help you feel better and you could use a little assistance with that, check out the online course I've developed with professional organizer and designer, Carrie Luteran. It's called Too Much Stuff. And too much stuff is different from other courses or articles or guidance you may have used. We give you clear steps to deal with the clutter and the tools to help you face the overwhelming feelings and the emotions that come up when we're going through our clutter. And a lot of those emotions are just feeling anxious or guilty or just basically flooded with a lot of different confusing feelings. The course is really practical. It's realistic. The lessons are short and punchy, and they're really manageable. We're not trying to set you up for some long exploratory, you know, super in-depth, burdensome experience. We want something really helpful for you right now. We all need help with our anxiety. So, Being surrounded by more calm and less chaos can really help. So now's a good time to clear out the 
clutter so we can focus on what's really important in our lives. So find out more at zestfulaging.com. You'll see more about this under the web courses tab. If you have any questions, just shoot me an email at zestfulaging at gmail.com. Thanks so much. And stay tuned next week for another interview with a fascinating and inspiring guest. <music>